Before God, you and I are sinners. We struggle with the propensity and the practice of sin, though in different areas. Now, we may be culturally conditioned to assume that some sins are more repugnant than others, but, my friend, all sins are a deep offense to God. Now, the good news is that when mankind fell into the ravages of sin, God himself entered that fallen place. And instead of annihilating sinners, he reached out to them with the promise of redemption. That promise was fulfilled when Jesus Christ died on the cross for all our sins. And today, I want to talk about compassion and the crucible. And I'm going to talk about some very sensitive issues. I want you to stay tuned, and I want to hear from you. I'm Rex Bullock, and this is Dayspring. Welcome to Dayspring, the program that teaches that Jesus came to this earth to die for the sins of the world, and in Him is forgiveness. Hello, everybody. This is the weekend edition of Dayspring. I'm Joe Alcorn, your program host. Today, Rex deals with some very sensitive issues in our culture, and you need to pay special attention to today's message by Rex called Compassion and the Crucible. Say Rex has a very special announcement about an exciting Dayspring Alaskan cruise during his personal time with you, my friend. But first, during our worship time, let's listen to the singers. I'm climbing up the mountain. Once I traveled in the valley so long, so long and lonely and weary was I. Now I travel in the valley no more, no more, and I'll reach the other side. Sky. I'm going 
Thank you very much, singers. This is Dayspring. I'm Joe Alcorn, and coming up right away is a special visit by your program speaker, Rex Bullock. Well, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that you've come to be with us one more time for Dayspring. Dayspring is reaching around the world, teaching God's standard for holy living, endeavoring to see the character of Christ lived out in your life. We have now produced well over 1,000 programs for this weekend edition. Now, we also produce a daily program called Power Surge. And for some of you, you can hear our daily program as well as this weekend program. But uh, needless to say, we're on the air seven days a week, Uplifting Christ. Now, I am just thrilled about the opportunity of us getting together, but I want it to be an important time. I want it to be a time when you and I can uh, focus on some important things, and that's why today I'm talking about compassion and the crucible. You know, we need to understand that even in a sensate society, even in a society that seems to be binging on itself and all of these kinds of sins that in the eyes of uh, many people are repugnant and abhorrent, Jesus Christ died for the sins of mankind. Now, you may think you'd like to get rid of some sinners. You may think you want to you want to annihilate people or you don't like this, that, or the other. But I want to remind you, we have a redemptive purpose if indeed we are like Christ. So we're going to be talking about that. And uh, I hope that you will just uh, kind of keep right in here close because uh, this day is going to be wholly owned by God. Thank the Lord. Joe, we have been talking about something that is going to happen about a year from now, and uh, I'm excited about it. And the reason that uh, we're projecting that far in advance, I want people to have plenty of time to communicate with us, to get to know uh, all about uh, how to get involved. But uh, Dayspring is planning a beautiful and wonderful Alaska cruise. We're going to be visiting some of the most gorgeous places on all in all the earth uh, in 2002, August 25 through September 1. Would you like to take a cruise with us that will be not only uh, just a, a visual feast, but also a great spiritual feast? Uh, 
We have with us Dr. Norman Wilson, who is the speaker of the Wesleyan Hour, great man of God, a fellow broadcaster. He's going to be our special guest speaker. I will be speaking and teaching as well. And then Ann Downing will be with us. Ann Downing is seen on the Gaither videos, uh, and you love her music. What a great woman. And we're going to have a marvelous time. So, don't forget, if you would like to know more about how you and your spouse or you and your family or invite some other friends can go along, uh, just email us or write or call, and we will get you information immediately back so that uh, you can uh, get all signed up and ready to go. Time will go by rapidly, but I want you to be among this group. It's It's just a super time. Okay. Joe is going to tell us how that uh, you can uh, communicate with Dayspring a variety of ways. And uh, he's also just going to mention to you that as you write, we want you to have a copy of today's message. Okay? Very good. Joe? Indeed I will, Rex. You know, I get stoked just thinking about the upcoming Dayspring cruise with all the great fellowship and and speakers, and food, and music, and the great scenery of the North Passage. If you want to know more information about this cruise, contact us here at Dayspring. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. And our toll-free telephone number, 1-800-783-DAYS, 1-800-783-DAYS. If you have access to the Internet, contact us there at our website www.dayspringradio.com and to send Rex a personal note or prayer request his email address is rex at dayspringradio.com that's rex at dayspringradio.com say if you'd like a cassette of today's message just ask for the message on compassion and we'll get it out to you as soon as we can as you support the ministry of Dayspring And now before today's message, the singers also have a message for you called The Love of Christ.
Now today's message, Compassion and the Crucible. Few things have been more unsettling to the Christian community than the gay and lesbian movement coming out of the closet. Now, those were pretty impacting words, and I have your attention already. I can see that. Behavior that most people in Western cultures would have considered shameful a few short decades ago is now very openly promoted in our streets, our classrooms, uh, our courts. I mean, frankly, the cause is empowered by political forces from state capitals to Washington, D.C. It's very prevalent. There's no question about it. It's everywhere you turn, and now the media is promoting that kind of lifestyle. Now, we who affirm Scripture and what Scripture says about homosexual behavior uh, must now form a biblical response to those who promote this lifestyle. Obviously, responding in ridicule is inconsistent with the way that God distinguishes bes- between sin and the sinner. Uh, being arrogant, being ridiculing, being snide in any way is totally wrong. You see, God's redemptive love welcomes all to the liberating power of Jesus Christ. And as we seek to form our response, we find ourselves wrestling with how to keep society from celebrating a lifestyle that so obviously to the Christian faith is not a legitimate behavior. And we work to stem the the tide politically. Uh, We tackle the challenge on the educational front, all the way from local school board meetings to, uh, to state and federal educational levels. 
But one thing rarely is heard in our strategy sessions is that homosexuals, like all of us, need to know Jesus Christ. And if we believe in the authority of Scripture as God's revealed truth, then homosexuality is a matter that not only has earthside ramifications, but eternal ramifications as well. Now, our dilemma deepens as we read reports suggesting that homosexuality is genetically dictated. For years, experts had traced homosexuality to early childhood influences or personal choice. Some homosexuals are using the recent reports to conclude that, hey, God made us this way, and that it's okay to express that sexual preference. Well, even if further research could prove genetic factors in homosexuality, it's clear that God didn't make us this way. When he created the human race, he started with a man, he started with a woman, designing them to complement each other spiritually and emotionally and physically. And according to Genesis 3, sin entered the scene by Adam's choice and totally rearranged what God had created. That cataclysmic moment ushered in the damaging, deadening effects of sin to our bodies as well as to our souls. Homosexuality, both in terms of propensity and practices, is a direct outgrowth of the universal problem of sin. Now, understanding this should give us a clearer perspective on the issue. It doesn't really make much difference if homosexuality is genetic or environmental. It is one among many of the problems of our fallen race. Now, I want to say this. Before God, we're all sinners. We have all struggled with the propensity and the practice of sin, though maybe in different ways. We may be culturally conditioned to assume that some sins are more repugnant than others, but, my friend, all sins are a deep offense to God. But the good news is that when mankind fell into the ravages of sin, God himself entered that fallen place. Instead of annihilating the sinners, he reached out to them with the promise of redemption. That promise was fulfilled when Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of our sins. Now those who believe are made alive in Christ, alive in him. We have his guarantee that the curse of sin will be ultimately removed in eternity. But until then, we receive supernatural advantages for our struggle against sin. The convicting and the guiding power of the Word of God, the enabling of the Spirit of God, the filling of his Spirit, the cleansing of the heart, and the support and encouragement of the people of God. Now, having given us all these benefits... Christ sends us out to reach others, any kind of others, all others, anybody else who are also victims of sin. doesn't matter. doesn't matter what they look like. doesn't matter what their actions are. doesn't matter what they have been involved in. In courage and in compassion, we announce His standard of righteousness and offer his gracious liberation from sin. 
Now, even a casual analysis of the church's response to the issue that we've just been talking about, the homosexual issue, finds that many of us are long on anger and short on mercy. We've made all kinds of stands. We've made all kinds of judgments. We've got our minds made up about a lot of things. Do you know what? We need to remind each other that regardless of the social aims of these activists, no one is exempt from the need of a Savior. Every one of us need a Savior. Above and beyond every temporal concern, eternal issues must drive our hearts and minds to the compassion of Christ, to the one who came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, thankfully, there are a number of churches and Christian organizations across the country that effectively reach out to all kinds of people, to divorced people, to single parents, to people who find themselves in terrible situations, to grieving people, and to homosexuals. We must pray for these ministries. We need to support them. We need to somehow train our hearts to a compassionate response, not just to some sinners, but to all, every individual. After all, isn't biblical compassion really a matter of one beggar telling another where to find bread? I think so. You see, I'm weary. I'm weary of a spirit of uh, of snide sort of judgmentalism. I'm weary of wrapping righteous robes about us and and uh, not wanting to associate and and being condemnatory. Ah, my friend, I think the word is clear. I don't think there's any question. At least, certainly. As I look at the Word of God as to what it says concerning sin, even homosexual sin. But I also believe this. You and I not only have the opportunity, we have the obligation to be compassionate men and women with a message of love and redemption, regardless of the anger, regardless of the rage that may be inside one's heart. And that can be true of people from all kinds of backgrounds, in all kinds of situations, you and I must open our arms and our hearts and have the love of the Father. Ah, We've got to be men and women of compassion. And you don't form that just kind of academically. You form that by reaching wherever you find people, of being out there on the front lines, of working side by side, of talking, of being right there. Oh, yes. Some years ago, I, I'll never forget having uh, a church full of people of all kinds of stripes, backgrounds. Some of, some of the, the sins that they were involved in were totally repugnant to me. But then I began to think all sin is repugnant to God whether it be the little white lie or whether it be something that seems so drastic. God hates it all. And so what is my position? I need to try to help every every person, 
not just those that look right, those that seem to not have, quote, bad sins. No. No, I, I, I've got to have love for all of them. I've got to have a compassionate heart, a burning spirit that reaches out in love, tenderness, and seeks to give any individual who may not know Jesus Christ to give them a better life, the Christ life. I want you to pray with me today that God's going to tenderize our hearts. I, I, I want you to pray that God will, will give every one of us a compassionate spirit. Would you just bow with me right now, Father? There are a lot of people whose minds and and their their whole philosophies are such that they're ready to throw various kinds of individuals out. They just don't want them around. Their sin is too awful. Their lifestyle is too wicked. It's too debased. And we understand the repugnance. We understand it, Lord, but at the same time, we also know that you died for every individual, every individual, it doesn't matter who. And so, Lord, help our hearts to be compassionate hearts. Help us to reach out to those who so desperately need you. And God, I'm praying that you'll give us hearts of love, tender, tender, forgiving. Oh, God, put within us a deep, deep desire to be men and women who will so love you that we will love others with a heart of compassion. I'm praying that you will touch that individual today who, who thinks he or she has gone too far and they can't come back. Help them to know that your love reaches to the very depths. Help them to understand that they haven't gone too far and it's not too late for them. I pray that they would fall right now into the arms of love of a tender and forgiving master who has promised to forgive when we call upon your name. So I'm asking that you will help them to do that right now. Father, for every individual who needs you, may they feel drawn, may they feel absolutely drawn right now into your tender, loving arms. And we'll praise you. Amen and amen. Thank you, Rex. You know, our role, listening friend, is not to judge but to love, to despise the offense but not the offender. Say, if you'd like a cassette copy of today's message, please write Dayspring, Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97235. Or call toll-free 1-800-783-DAYS. And when you write, please include a, an offering for production and mailing costs, won't you? We'll appreciate it very much. Well, next weekend, we'll be back with another 30-minute broadcast of Dayspring. Please join us. Yeah.